welcome to Music Review Roulette, where each week we take a listen to three unsigned bands or artists and we tell you what we think on the spot. And this week we've got a special guest with us. Eddie from Nebula Music Podcast is here with us. Um, so this is the first time we've really had a special guest. So welcome to the show, Eddie. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm actually really excited to be uh well, I mean, to be doing this experiment with you guys. I know we, we've been having a, it's just been a really funny morning, but, you know, I think I'm glad that we finally have a chance to sit down and do this. I'm yes, really excited. we are too. And uh, Eddie not only does this music podcast, uh, the Nebula podcast, but he's also a professional drummer uh, based in LA. And so uh, we thought you'd be a perfect co-host to have on the, on the show. Why, thank you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the term professional drummer sounds so like, it sounds. It makes me sound like more amazing than I actually am. I'm. I'm pretty good at what I do, and I do get a chance to play around and tour and do the, the whole LA vibe thing. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's fun to do what I do, and I'm excited to sit down and listen to some music with you guys. So I'm really, really excited. Great, that sounds good. Well, let's take a listen to our first track. Dog River runs so cool, runs so cold, runs for. So cold 
And that was Dog River by Nickel and Rose, which is a Milwaukee uh, duo. Um, nice. Yeah. What did you think, Eddie? Oh, I loved it. I loved this track. I mean, I've always been a fan of... Um, I'm not sure what, what genre this would fall under. I'm very bad when it comes to genres, but it's very, very folky, very earthy. And I just, I love a lot of the elements that come from, you know, the bluegrass, folky kind of environment. And there's a lot of elements here that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so much, I could literally spend hours talking about music in general. So I'm going to do my best just to keep all of my opinions concise. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a great track. What did you guys think? Yeah, you know, we, we know um, these, these two. Uh, on upright bass is Johanna Rose and uh, Carl Nichols on guitar. And he brings a little bit more of um, kind of like Af West African music and blues. And Johanna really brings like that bluegrass folk jazz kind of experience. So when you put them both together, they create some really um, unique and, you know, magical songs. And these two are a couple. So when you see them live, you can just you can just see like the passion and what they're doing and how they connect really well. So like, especially to me, those vocals, when they sing together, they're yeah. so powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. And these guys, I mean, they travel around constantly. They, I don't think they're in town, but more than a week per the yeah. year. Um, they're, they're all over. Like they were in the Ukraine recently, Poland, Romania, Germany, the Czech Republic. Um, so, I mean, they really hone their craft on the road and sharing all those experiences together has to really influence the way you write your music and the lyrics and the content in general. Um, I mean, I mean, who gets to experience that, let alone with somebody you're, you know, in love with yeah. most of the time and, and show, you know, and getting to like create music together. So that's really um, a really cool, unique experience. Well, yeah, Eddie, since you're, you know, out and about on tour quite a bit, how does touring affect your playing and writing? Ah, very interesting. Um, I guess it depends on the tour and the person that you're playing with. I mean, for me, like I, I do more of the pop scene. So it, sometimes it tends to be a little more produced, not always. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say regardless of the tour that you're in, you end up getting closer to whoever you're with which is why um, when musicians first start to do this sort of career move, the whole touring thing, you know, you usually advise people to choose very wisely right. and ensure that, that who they're touring with are people that they can vibe with because you're stuck with them for a couple of months, you know, at a minimum, you know yeah. I mean? Sometimes you get those like month long tours and maybe even less than that. But if you get on a international one or a national one, which lasts like, I don't know, 12 months to 18 months, like, you get stuck with people and it's very important to like those people. Right. Absolutely. So you tend to, you, yeah, I mean, you tend to just bond a lot with these people on the road. Um, but one thing that you probably don't realize that happens a lot is you get tired very, very, very quickly. Uh, and especially for me, I'm not a big fan of road trips in terms of like, I know a lot of my friends from the East coast sort of grew up liking, you know, to drive and going hours on the road and stuff. But for me specifically, I grew up in the West coast where I pretty much stayed in LA and I flew and anywhere else that I wanted to go to. So sometimes being on the road for too long gets to me a little bit, but, and that, make, and that makes me a little tired overall, but in terms of it all as a whole and touring and stuff like that, I think it's overall, it's just, it's fun. Like it lets you meet new people, lets you travel somewhere new. And actually one of the things that you might find interesting is when you tour, you actually don't spend a lot of time 
in each city. At least when you're working with management and you're working with like a band band, uh, you normally just go from town to town and you'll have, you know, plenty of time maybe at night to hang out after a show or something. But normally it's you get there, you unload, you do a sound check, you go back to the room, maybe eat something, then go back and then perform, pack up. Maybe have a drink and then get back on the road. <laughs> That's literally how it usually works. And you get a day off every so often. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where it, like, it depends on what you're doing. But if you're doing like the whole band scene, it's very, it's very, very fast. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you get there, you do your thing, and then you go. But then you also get really close with the whole team that's there. And that's why you tend to find a lot of these band members that tour and stuff. They end up becoming lifelong friends because you're basically stuck with them for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, very good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, looks like Nickel and Rose is actually playing tonight in Milwaukee. So if you want to catch them tonight, head over to Company Brewing. Then they're uh, on Monday off to Chicago, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina. And then they head off um, abroad. They're going to Portugal, Spain. Um, where else? just all over so we wish them the best on on their tour yes um awesome so uh thanks for your input put eddie um and with that let's move on to our second song of the day you smile we laugh you turn and spread light words slap my face i'm vandalized
And that was Cheers Doll by the newly reformed group uh, with the name Dear Karma. So Alice Hart uh, had a duo. And actually, speaking of relationships, um, her husband, uh, Maddie, uh, and her started this group many, many, many years ago. Um, they did more cover songs and fun stuff, you know, duo together. And they started writing their own music. So instead of staying under the name Alice Hart, they decided to kind of reform as the band regrouped and um, changed some numbers. And now they are Dear Karma. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, I really, really like this song. Um, I I mean, being a drummer, Eddie, um, you kind of, do you take a listen to the drums first or? Ah, good question. Uh you know what? It depends on what kind of drummer you are, but I think most drummers listen to the drums first, just instinctively. And I think that that goes, I think it's the same for almost any musician. You know, if you're a guitarist, most likely you're going to be listening for guitar licks or whatever. If you're a singer, you're most likely going to gravitate towards hearing what the singer is doing. So I'm actually a multi-instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. I actually produce and play a whole bunch of other instruments, even uh-huh. though I'm a drummer drummer and, and I've played the drums the longest. I'm actually a jazz pianist too, and I play bass and I play guitar and I play all that. So I kind of, I kind of have a mixture of both worlds. Like I can kind of hear everything that's going on, and so when I listen to tracks, I'll hear the drums right away, and then I'll immediately gravitate towards hearing the bass. Then I'll hear the guitar. Then I'll hear what everyone is doing as a unit, and then last, I'll hear what the vocals are doing because I'm not a singer. I have a horrible voice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on that note, I have to say I really, I really do like the simplicity of what, of what the drummer is doing. Uh, because it's very easy as a drummer, especially if you're independent or if you're unsigned or all that stuff, and then you're experimenting with music and you're making your own craft. It's very easy for drummers specifically to want to overplay. You know, that's a very common problem yeah. amongst drummers. And, and I don't, yeah, yeah, and I don't, and I don't blame them because me as a drummer, when I grew up, I also wanted to play a lot. I wanted to, do, I wanted to do as much as I possibly could. Uh, so me hearing to me hearing this track with you guys, I immediately noticed that the drummer was very in, you know, he was in the zone, he was in the pocket mm-hmm. and he was playing what he needed to. And every now and then he added a couple embellishments, which was, a, it's very important when you're trying to make a good track or at least a good solid track where it's about the band and not necessarily about the drummer, but yeah, very, very good band. And I definitely like the, the intro rhythm that they were doing. Uh, I'm not sure if you call that a motif or just a pattern, but the, the da yeah. like that's very really catchy cool. a lot of catchy elements yeah. in the song especially that chorus um but yeah i have to agree that all of these musicians are very accomplished musicians uh we know them all personally and they all did a very good job of playing what the song needed um which exactly. i think says a lot uh to being a good musician you can play all you want and solo all you want and show off but like you said eddie you gotta you know play to to what the song needs so um, exactly, exactly. And if I can chime in on something else too, on top of that, actually, the interesting part about what you just said and what we were talking about is that that is one of the major lessons that drummers need to learn right away, you know, because when you, as you're learning to perfect your craft and you want to do a lot, the first lesson you learn after that is, all right, you know, keep it simple and do what the song requires that, right? But the second step to that is actually figuring out what the song requires because playing simple, right? Playing simple and not playing overplaying is one thing, but then at that point it can become very boring. <laughs> you know, like it can become just too monotonous. And sometimes you need that, right? But 
the next step that requires a lot of experience, believe it or not, is figuring out what to play that's still simple enough that will enhance the song that you're playing with. And, mm-hmm. and I'll give you an example. For me, I come from a jazz background and I'm used to playing a lot. And then I learned to simplify my playing, mm-hmm. right? But then as I started playing with more singer-songwriters and I started working here in the studios and stuff in LA and especially playing with this artist that I play with now called Jake Davis, he taught me the power of stopping. And by that, I mean, and it's, it sounds simple, mm-hmm. right? The concept sounds simple uh, for many drummers, but the idea is you basically do a hard stop where you stop playing, but you accentuate what you play. So you either just do a really hard thump, mm-hmm. right? But the idea is where do you put that thump? You know, most people would put it just at the beginning of a phrase, but there's a big difference when you put it on the second bar after the phrase or like on a different rhythm that's not necessarily on the first downbeat. So as a drummer, as a musician, and you start to learn to play professionally, those are those small little embellishments that you learn through time of how much power doing a stop on a specific beat at a specific time will have over the song as opposed to just doing it at the beginning or at the end. You know, you got to, over time, you figure out where to do those. Mm-hmm. And based on what I heard on that song, I think that drummer has a pretty good concept of what to do, what embellishments to do based on the song that he's playing. So that's an interesting uh, step two of what happens after you play or learn to play simply. Yeah, yeah it's just those subtle things. Like, um, I, I kind of heard he was playing 16th notes, but then he started to uh, open the hi-hat a, a little bit during the yep. choruses. And part of me was like, oh, how is he doing that? I mean, because those 16ths are really fast. And then, uh, you know, it just it kind of struck me. I was like, that's really subtle and it works so well. And it just kind of um, it progresses that verse to the chorus and it just gives it a little bit more energy. So, yeah, I think that's a perfect example of what you were just saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to get us back on track because that oh, was a sorry. lot of uh, nerdy drum talk. <laughs> sorry. Which I, <laughs> sorry I appreciate, about that. but um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, this song is actually, so I asked Ali, I said, what does Cheers Doll, like where did the name come from? Um, and she said, well, originally it was, you know, um, Cheers Bitch, basically, but she didn't think that would be a very nice thing uh. to put out because the song is really about how, uh, this, you know, woman is watching another woman and she's drinking, smoking, you know, um, just kind of talking about people behind their, their back. And as she steps back and realizes she's also that woman. And so just, you know, making sure, reminding us that no one's perfect and we can all be a little messy. Um, sometimes we just don't see it in ourselves. So um, I thought that was kind of an interesting. I really didn't know what cheers meant. Is that cheers like drinks or cheers like you know, the British cheers. So uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting background on the song. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Nice. Yeah. I, I like the message of the song and I do kind of believe we're underneath it all, all the same, just certain parts of us shine brighter than others at certain points of our existence. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, Absolutely. that was cool stuff. Um, and with that, let's uh, move on to our third and final song of the day.
time Well it seems to me You could use it and make a dime Stairwell son I grew up here beneath the sunshine every day I tended to my plants and never went the hungry way So I can give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away Until I see somebody's smiling face Do you lend your shoes to the neighbor? Help the man when he's got some labor Spread the wealth when your bills are paid up And give your son just a little paper He said, well, yes, the island way To be wealthy myself and anyone else needing help Do you want to get used to it? So I said, yes, the island way To be wealthy myself and anyone Yeah, but dad, what happens when the world is laughing in your face? Cause you didn't care to win a medal in the money race. You said, well, son, the secret I found is to live within yourself. Just focus on your happiness and not your wealth. So we can give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away Until I see somebody's smiling face And do you give a lesson to the young buck? Help those businessmen to untuck Help a single mother keep up And work your butt to make your own luck He said, well, yes, the island way To be well to myself and anyone Do you wanna get used to it? So I said yes, the island way To be wealthy myself and anyone else needing help Well I can make a good use of it Hey Thea, hey Steve, Michael here from Pretty Beggar. Uh, this is my audio description of The Island Way. Uh, so again, thanks for having me on for a second time for some of these new single releases. I uh, really appreciate you reviewing my song and getting it some extra publicity and that kind of a thing. So 
Uh, last time was a lot of fun, so I'm happy to be a part of it again. Can't wait to hear it and share with everyone. Uh, so I'm at the home studio. That's in Pine City, Minnesota. I'm just outside right now doing a recording. Um, so I, I guess I'll just jump right in. So The Island Way is the third single off of the Pretty Beggar sophomore album. It's called Joy and the Pursuit of. So it's a collection of songs that are, um, you know, all about joy and happiness, but also the pursuit of. And so the pursuit comes from, you know, points of uh, not so much positivity or happiness, you know, struggles and working through those to uh, find the silver linings or, or, or work through that precipice to, you know, get over the hill and find the, find the better days, that kind of a thing. So you get a, a little bit of a little bit of both, just a lot of experimentation with those ideas throughout the songs. Um, so maybe a year and a half ago, I was in Hawaii. I uh, went to Oahu well, with uh, a girl I was dating at the time. We spent about nine days there um, and had a great time. It just it's just so so beautiful. We were there in February. Um, beautiful everywhere the weather was fantastic the people were incredible and kind and and, and so joyful and generous and uh, we got back and maybe a couple months later I wasn't really thinking about the trip but I had this chord walk in my head just constantly that I really liked and that's what you hear starting out the song <laughs> It's just connecting two major keys, and they both just walk four, three, two, one in the major chords, um, and they just overlap uh, one to four. They just share a C chord, and so you just walk between them. Um, but it's just got a cool sound. I played it it just felt like some sort of an intro like I wanted to breathe after that and then could take off into something so I just started strumming along on the chord that I ended up on that G so that was cool I had this little intro and some chords to play with and they just felt like very fun and upbeat and driving and that kind of thing and my drummer really likes songs like that just steady driving poppy songs, likes to drum to them, likes to listen to them, and so do I, so it caught my ear right away, uh, so I saved just those couple chords, that intro, threw a drum beat on it, just stashed it in the computer, you know, a few weeks later, that same girl, I had her over, and I was showing her some of the songs, like, hey, this is what I think I'm, uh, I'm gonna start putting out next, and, uh, most of the demos were pretty complete, like, verses, chorus, um, solos, bridges, all that kind of stuff, um, albeit in demo format, but pretty complete. And then there's the Island Way, which was just a couple chords and a drum beat. And yet the feel of it is so just fun and, and catchy just right off the bat that um, even without anything in it, she was like, oh, that's my favorite. You know, just <laughs> two chords and a drum beat over all those other ones. And I kind of felt the same way. So uh, a while later, I sat down to. Um, you know, write some stuff over it, and I write by improvisation, so I just kind of experiment, whatever, and pretty quickly, I sang the hook, the hook was the first thing that came, um, so yeah, it's the island way, 
uh, it just came out right as that same melody it is in the song. Um, just felt right, felt like it could sustain uh, a good big three-part harmony, be super catchy, that kind of thing. So uh, very exciting right off the bat. And um, I write by experimentation, so I kind of have to reinterpret the things that I say. Like if uh, I say a lyric and it just fits the chords and the mood of the song at the time, like those are the moments that really spur on a new song for me. So a lot of times it's something comes out of nowhere, you just improv something and then you have to look back at it and what is that lyric, what does it mean? And so that concept of this ideology of the island way was somewhere in my subconscious and it just came out that day. Um, and so my understanding of it, wherever it may have come from, you know, I have no idea really, but it's just in my head over the years. Somebody has said it or I've heard it somewhere that to me it just strikes me as this ideology of just um, being kind and positive and, and joyful and, and generous, just this idea of living out on the islands, it's this different kind of life where, um, you know, maybe people are just happier because of the, the resources and the beauty and the sunshine and all that kind of thing, and so um, they're more prone to this positivity way of living. And so that's what it meant to me, and um, so if this is an ideology, it struck me as something that you would teach your kids or pass along, um, you know, as we do, and so... Uh, after I had that hook, I had to come up with some verses, so I wrote them as this story of this kid, um, you know, on that crux of maturity where, you know, you're younger and you're very, you're often very self-serving um, because that's just what makes sense, like, get what I can get out of this world. And only as you mature, I think, do we start to become more generous and see the, the real uh, positive side and the good feelings and benefit, the mental benefit of, you know, giving to other people and being, being generous and that kind of a thing. So the whole, all the verses and the whole song is this story of this kid asking his dad why does why is he so selfless all the time when he could be self-serving and gain all these things and the the father explains to him why you know, all the upsides and benefits to being selfless and generous. Um, and throughout the song, you sort of hear the, the son speaking from his perspective uh, as his mind s slowly starts to change and he really starts to realize the, the upsides and the benefit. Saying that, um, you know, I could really get used to that way of living or I could make a good use of it. Uh, so that's the idea behind the song. So you get this... Um, fun, upbeat verses and chorus, and then the bridge has these major sevenths walking around that I love, just the... And in that upbeat setting, it just sounds very surfy to me. So a little surfy bridge just ties everything in together, this fun, upbeat, poppy, islandy, surfy kind of song. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's certainly one of my favorites of the ones... Uh, coming up. So partially inspired by a Hawaiian trip and meeting all the people out there, um, but mostly inspired by this phrase, this ideology. Um, even though I'm not really tied to it anyway, I just heard it over the years. Um, so yeah, it's from the new album. I'm self-producing, well I'm self-everything-ing the, <laughs> the second 
albums. So I write, produce, mix, master, uh, do the artwork, all the publicity and distribution, all that stuff. So I'm doing it this way because I'm at this point in an artist's journey where I'm just, I, like last August, I transitioned out of my day job as an engineer, saved up some money, left. So it's been about a year now. And uh, when I did that, it's all of a sudden you realize how you really need to downsize and um, be on a budget and do things efficiently. So, uh, so yeah, when I left, well, we also did our first album with somebody else who, uh, you know, did the production and, um, you know, weren't super happy with how he influenced it and his like the style and the feel that were sort of stripped out of it or changed from uh, some of our older songs. And so I wanted to relinquish some of that creative control and be part of the process from beginning to end, but also then I could save all that money, you know, because we paid him pretty well. Uh, so after that first album, I spent about six months working on my production technique, making sure that um, I could put out something that sounded as good or more professional than that first album. Uh, it definitely succeeded, and so I decided that I was going to put all, all these tracks myself. Um, so a lot of new stuff coming. I'm also going to reproduce some of the old Song of the Week 2016 songs. Some of the early stuff that just got us going. People have been requesting it. and There's some really great music back there, so I'm going to reproduce some of that and put it out with the album too. Uh, which is real exciting. There'll probably be about 15 songs. I'm going to release the whole thing in this episodic format week to week, every Sunday, something to look forward to. Um, so the songs started on August 19th. They'll probably continue into December. Uh, I'll likely finish everything up about October, November, and then try to hit the road again, um, And but then continue to release the songs. Um, so... You know, up-and-coming artists, I think, just could really benefit from, uh, you know, instead of dropping an album at once, you know, when you're up-and-coming, it's all about getting your name out there and publicity and brand awareness and that kind of thing. So if you just drop an album and everybody can hear it right away and then, um, you know, you're trying to do publicity and you're posting about this album... It just feels like you, you could very quickly get repetitive and start spamming people just every day. Hey, listen to my album, listen to my album. And so I wanted to spread everything out and, um, you know, do it weekly. It gives people something to look forward to each week. You know, we started off doing a song a week thing and that's the comment that we get all the time is, you know, we used to love just like looking forward to a new song every Sunday. Uh, so we wanted to do it in that format, and then it allowed me to start releasing sooner, too, you know, instead of waiting for the album to be done and then being able to drop it. Um, I could start releasing songs when, you know, only a handful of them were done, uh, just because I had more time to finish the rest and, and get them out. So that's that's nice, too. Get out in front of people earlier on and um, give them something to look forward to every week. Uh, yeah, and then I can do the artwork with it too, which is fun. Each song has its own artwork that I did myself. There's, if you see the first few, you can see that there's a color palette and sort of stylistic theme between them too. Uh, so that's a lot of fun, very bright, fun to look at. And uh, then you get a piece of visual art that's tied to the songs themselves. Uh, so that's a lot of fun too. But yeah, everything, did everything myself, so it's all 
free other than you know all the equipment and stuff that I have to use but from the home studio top to bottom Michael Castle pretty beggar uh, music uh, so I think people really respond to the originality of the art too just knowing that it all comes from one source people seem to respond to that um, yeah so this winter I'll probably be back out on tour likely in the south um, just trying to avoid icy roads and cold weather that kind of a thing. Might be doing it in the Corolla again. I did about two months tour uh, with my solo show out of my Toyota Corolla. Took out a couple of the seats and put it in a full-length mattress and had all my gear and stuff in there. So pretty cramped, but uh, very efficient, very cheap, a lot of fun, um, and surprisingly comfortable. Um, so I'll likely be out on the road again this winter after most of the songs uh, come out. Uh, yeah, so those singles will keep releasing into December. Uh, let's see, got some shows coming up. Um, so Linneman's River West Inn, we're playing the Helios music video uh, premiere show. That's uh, a song by a friend of ours, Ian McCullough. He goes by Culla, C-U-L-L-A-H, um, and his band, The Comrades. So they're debuting a music video and playing a show, and then we're playing with them and another band, friends of ours from Minnesota called Green Tangerine. Uh, so that's at Linneman's on September 15th. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Earlier that day, that same day, September 15th, we're playing Wise Fest, put on by friends of ours, our mutual friends, Wise Jennings. A lot of bands there, that should be a good time. So that's down in Lake Geneva. So two shows in a day on September 15th, Milwaukee, uh, area and then I'll be doing my solo show uh, at the Pabst Brewery and Tap Room. Uh, they're doing a fundraiser for um, uh, Haiti Orphanage Group. Um, so yeah they're calling it the Pabst 1k fundraiser. They're trying to sell and drink a thousand beers between all the attendees <laughs> that kind of thing. So that should be a lot of fun. I'm doing music like three to six middle of the day. Um, yeah, my solo show, um, again, I have to tour solo because my guys can't get out for more than a few days because they have um, complicated financial, professional, romantic situations, all that kind of a thing. Um, so when I went out and did the solo show, uh, what I do is I, uh, I beatbox and loop all the instruments and compose the full band, like Pretty Beggar songs, just in that um, beatbox and looped format just so I can present people with you know a different a subtly different take on uh, the Pretty Beggar full band music and really get that bigger show for people to watch and listen to um, even though it's just me out there and then uh, that allows me to travel like I said in just a tiny little car and uh, do it right do it cheap um, but not sacrificing the appeal of the Pretty Beggar show um, so I'll, I'll have that, that solo show going on at the Paps Brewery and Tap Room on September 8th. And then October 10th, um, we're at the Cactus Club. That's with uh, a great act from Minneapolis. Her name is Jillian Ray. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back at the Cactus Club October 10th. Uh, we're adding new shows all the time, but those are some of the highlights. And then, obviously, I'll... I'll, I'll tell everybody about the tour when that starts happening um, but yeah the island way and just an upbeat fun 
joyful um, song uh, just about positivity and good living. Uh, so I hope you guys like it. I hope your fans like it. Thanks again for having me on for another episode. Uh, please look forward to all the songs coming out this fall. Uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to share the rest. There's a whole bunch of variety coming. You know, some bluesy stuff, some real rock stuff. Um, we're releasing one of the old songs. It's kind of heavy. Uh, but then a lot of poppy stuff, uh, some kind of 80s atmospheric romantic ballads, you know, a little bit of everything. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks again for having me. Uh, good luck to uh, you guys with everything, all the bands and, and the family and all the professionalism, everything you guys got going on. And be well and hope to talk soon. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. And that was Island Way by the Milwaukee group Pretty Beggar. This is their second album um, and a little bit different than the first. Um, but they describe themselves as high-energy, lyric-centric, indie pop rock band with a Midwest soul and a California polish. So what's your thought on that, Eddie? Is that a good description? I, yeah, I think so. I really like it. It's very, uh, very bouncy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, I could, I could totally see myself going to a bar or a, a local music scene and just kind of bopping around. I really liked it. It was, a, and it's, it's, um, I know I keep fumbling over my words, but it's, um, you know, when you write songs and you're uh, producing, you know, things that need to be a little bit more popular, you know, you're, you, can, you can have a really good indication of a, a good song when you hear it only for the first time, right? This is our first time hearing it. Uh, and then you have to hum to yourself the first thing that comes to your head after you're done listening to. And all I can keep thinking to myself is give it away, <laughs> give yeah. it away. And that's the chorus. And so to me, that's a good yeah. chorus. And that's, you know, for all you songwriters out there. Uh, if you're trying to find a song or you're trying to like as a good exercise and, sh you know, whatever songs you write, you got to show it to your friends only once and see what they hum afterwards. And if they if they're humming your chorus then you did a good Absolutely. job, uh, unless you want them to focus on something else. But the idea is usually to have the chorus be the memorable part. So I think they did a really good job with this. Yeah, with this song. you know, the, this uh, album um, and their previous album is they're all the same. They're they're very catchy songs, and I find myself humming them all day long, <laughs> uh, which is a good thing. And uh, they are very positive guys too, and yeah, so their music the, yeah. just uh, totally represents that. And watching them live, it is very high energy. Like it is the best. Uh, you know, if you want to go out and have a good time, um, it, it, these guys put on a great show. Isn't that the song is called Island Way too? Yes. It just, to me, it just makes me feel happy. Absolutely. So that's the general sort of gist I got. It was just relaxed. I like the, the uh, lyrical content. It was almost like poetic in a way. And there's sort of, yeah, yeah there's sort of a bounciness to it. Like you were saying, there's almost, um, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't say rap but sort of, you know, that, that way of approaching the lyrics where it, it's, it's more like um, there's a definite beat to the lyrics, yes. if that makes sense. You know, he, yeah. singing them like, like a drummer might, you know, yeah. <laughs> sing. Well, what's, what's interesting about this recording, too, is um, uh, I think it was earlier this year, I think January, actually, that uh, the singer Michael 
kind of switched from being, um, you know, a guy who plays music and has a day job to a professional musician. And so he said he really had to kind of hone in on um, how are we going to make this happen? So he did uh, a lot of this album himself, recorded it. Um, you know, he did all the marketing for it, um, really put himself out there. And I think he did a great job, um, even in his marketing. So he did all of the, the artwork and there's a, there's a picture for each song. And then, um, you, you know, it, it kind of fits the song, but then he's promoting it in a, in a different way too. He's putting out a song a week. Um, which I don't think is necessarily a, a new thing that's out there, but I think it's a really smart way to get people to hear your music and, and keep it fresh and new rather than just putting out one album and then there's a little bit of excitement and then it's kind of over, you know, this kind of prolongs that process. I think it's really smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to, um, to, I guess, get people to notice your music because there's so much music that comes at you. Absolutely. And so you've got to be a little bit different in the way that you release it. And I think that's a very smart way to do it. And it keeps the interest growing rather than once, you know, 12 weeks instead of, you know, one day. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. And, and kudos to uh, to my man here who's, uh, who basically, you said he... Decided to go professional musician, yeah. right? Or a full-time musician. Yeah, that's the scary move to make, yeah. man. It's not an easy one to make. I mean, for anything, when you want to, you know, bet on yourself and become an artist or become whatever, um, it takes a lot of thought, you know, and, and the fact that he had the guts to do it. I mean, that's just, that's very, I, I commend Absolutely. that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, congrats to him. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a tough move to follow your passion like that. And the thing is, usually when you do it, when you're that passionate, you make it successful because I mean, they kind of feed one another. Right. So you're, yeah, yeah. the more effort you put into it, the more you get out of it. And, and if you want to do that for a living, you're, you're going to make it happen. And uh, I know you've done that Eddie and I mean, he's done that. And so there's, I mean, it's just great to see these musicians kind of following their path and, and making this their living. Um, so I commend you as well. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's been fun. It's been an interesting journey. Never easy. It never will be easy. But um, I think to me, it's just if you're doing something you love, just like the, the couple that we talked about a little earlier who they're traveling around and performing, you know, when you're doing what you love, um, even the hard times don't seem, oh, they're, they're hard, obviously. But the idea being that when you're doing what you love, uh, everything overall is fine because you get to sort of be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah definitely. Absolutely. Well, let me... Um, Put, throw out a couple of dates if you want to see Pretty Beggar. First of all, make sure you go to their website. Um, follow them on Facebook because every Sunday they're going to put out another one of these great singles. Um, September 8th, they'll be playing at the Pabst um, Brewery and Taproom here in Milwaukee for a fundraiser. It's uh, for the, uh, the proceeds go to uh, a Haiti orphanage. Uh, they will also be on the 15th at Wise Fest. And then uh, September 15th, later that day, they'll be playing a gig at Lineman's River West Inn. So make sure you check out all those gigs. And after our outro here, uh, Michael had sent us some background on the song and the writing process um, that he wanted to share. And so we'll be, we'll be sharing that uh, following. And also I should mention, uh, Dear Karma, they're having their very first show um, this coming Friday at Lineman's River West with Signal Daddy and Rocket Cat. 
And um, yeah, be sure to check that out. And Eddie, I want to make sure um, people are checking out your podcast because you do some great work. So I just I want you to uh, promote yourself. Just uh, tell people where they can give you money. And uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah. I mean, like we talked about earlier, I run the Nebula Music Podcast, which has been a very huge blessing to me. Um, And if you guys want to check it out, honestly, Wherever you guys find your podcast, I'm primarily on Apple and on Anchor. Uh, just type in Nebula Music Podcast and I'll appear. And I'm on all socials as well. You can type in Eddie Barco Drums or Nebula Music Podcast, either one. I mostly do all my work on Instagram and Facebook. Some on YouTube, but mostly Instagram and Facebook. And if you guys want to drop me a message, I am very responsive. I love helping people. I mean, I think you guys can attest to that. We definitely love having conversations. And I, uh, I'm always down to help people and, and to give advice on what they should do. I'm not some sort of guru. Never, never want to claim that I know everything. I'm always figuring things out. But I know a thing or two of turning, about turning closed doors into opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's basically it. And thank you so much for having me on oh, the show. Oh, thank really you, Eddie. Yeah. Thanks for your time and for all your knowledge. And this has been great. And this is the first time we've done a collaboration. You've made it just really easy. Thank you, Eddie. Really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. You guys should do more. You guys should definitely do more. This yeah. is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. We should. And with that, that'll do it for this week's Music Review Roulette. If you have a song you'd like us to review, just give us an email at musicreviewroulette at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And also check out the Shop FM, which delivers our show every Monday morning. Thanks so much to them. And we will see you next time. Bye.